Welcome to Moonday Mystic by Modern Mystic Shop, the podcast where we help you harness your intuition, your personal power, so that you can live a magical life. Hi guys, welcome to my first solo episode for Moonday Mystic, and I'm excited to stay on theme this month. So we're going to be diving really deep into ancestral work, and I just want to briefly touch on my definition of ancestral work on this little episode and answer the most popular question that I get asked regarding this kind of work. And then throughout the month, you know, we have our conversation with Claire. If you haven't listened to that, that's a really engaging conversation. And for the next couple of weeks, I'm going to be diving even deeper into some stories that I've had and some points of interest regarding working with the ancestors and why we want to do it and how powerful it is. Uh, But first, let's start with what is ancestral work and why should we do it? So in my experience, If you are wanting unseen support, so this is support from people that are not necessarily in your physical reality, the easiest way, easier than guides or angels or spirits or, you know, ascended masters or whatever, the easiest people or spirits to contact are your ancestors. And there's a lot of reasons why this is. First of all, it's because they are directly invested in your spiritual growth. Because as you evolve as a soul and as a person here in this lifetime, you are actually evolving on behalf of the lineage. You are evolving your entire lineage. So the people who came before you have a vested interest in your growth because as you grow and as you transform, they also grow and transform. So they are really invested in their evolution. And so they've got some skin in the game and that's why they want to help you. Another reason why, and this might blow your mind, but it came to me in a healing session I was doing for myself and in the healing modality that I do that's called the reunion process, it came up that I was my own ancestor. And so I believe that's the case for a lot of us. I think that we join and rejoin the similar lineages. And so when you're asking for ancestral support, then sometimes it's actually you and a past life version of you that you are summoning and calling up to the table to help you progress. And the way that I see it, this ancestral sort of setup for us is if you can imagine that you're part of a soccer team, right? Like you say you're part of a soccer team and you are on the field with your living relatives and you guys are kicking the ball and trying to score points. And then there's people in the stands who are cheering you on and they're invested. That's kind of what the ancestors are like. They're on the st- they're in the stands and they're watching the game and they're cheering you on and they're giving you energy, but you just happen to be the one who is playing on the field at this time. So I just think for so many reasons, it's very uh, fruitful for you to invest in working with your ancestors because they're invested, 
because you are in your lineage and they are really not that far away. Like there's a similar vibrational frequency. There's a similar sort of energy signature. So they can easily match you and easily help. And in the weeks to come, I'm going to share some amazing stories about how my ancestors have shown up in incredibly magical ways. But before that, today, I want to discuss with you guys a question that I get frequently. The question I get is, what if I want to work with my ancestors and I want to build that relationship, but I'm hesitant because I have either been abused by an ancestor or an ancestor has abused like one of my relatives, like, you know, my grandfather abused my mother and I don't know that I want to connect with that person. Or if your ancestors have done bad things, right? Like if your ancestors were criminal activity or you know, involved with sort of war or genocide or some of these heinous, um, you know, activities that have come to pass in this human existence. And what if you have that knowledge and you're like, I don't know that I want to align with them? Or what if I don't know my ancestors? What if I'm adopted and it's a big question mark or a big void when I think about who even to call up to help? what do I do? And so my answer to this question is complex and nuanced. I will say, first of all, when I go towards ancestral work, whether it's creating an altar, whether it's petitioning through prayer or writing things down or asking for help, I call on what I consider or what I call my awakened ancestors. So not all ancestors are the same, unfortunately. And we want to call in the highest vibrational ancestors available to help you at this time. And by setting the intention of connecting to awakened ancestors, it lets you know that the best people on the team who are really here for your personal evolution, for the evolution of the lineage, are going to show up for you and going to help. And we're not going to get any of like the scummy ancestors that could be hanging around. So that's one thing. The second thing is um, I've created a ritual and it's called uh, the, the ritual to heal your ancestral line. And we sell it at Modern Mystic Shop as a kit. Um, and then we also have it in the ancestor chapter of my book, Spells for the Modern Mystic. And this is a ritual that I downloaded. It was like a complete sort of psychic download that I had when I was working through this myself. And it's a ritual to help heal the ancestral line. So you can do the ritual the way that it, I mean, I can describe it for you, but really whether it's through my ritual or whether it's through other practices or methods, the real answer here is acceptance and sort of accepting the fact that in our blood, in our bloodline, there are both positive and negative aspects to contend with. There are gifts and there are hurts and there are betrayals and there are abuses. And we have to acknowledge and accept and, and lose any sort of charge around that fact. And no matter who you are or no matter where you've come from, there is that, there is you know, the pain, the suffering, the hurt. And if you can come to peace and forgive that aspect of you, 
that is part of those more hurtful lineages. And if you can come up with some sort of sense of acceptance and healing and neutrality, this does not mean that you write it off, you know, the negative or not take responsibility or anything like that. But there has to be some sort of neutrality and acceptance that we all have shining lights in our ancestral lineage. And then we also have some devastating, painful realities from where that we came from. And how can we become neutral and integrate? It's sort of integrating the shadow and the light within ourselves, integrating the positive and the negative, et cetera. And from that place of neutrality and then calling on our awakened ancestors, we can move forward. We can move forward in this ancestral work. Also, I will say what I love about ancestral work is that uh, people do ask me a lot about cultural appropriation. Is it okay to be using these Native American practices, these Indian practices, Buddhist practices, all of that? And, you know, that's a topic probably for another day. But what I do know for sure is that when you move towards your spiritual practice in the realm of your ancestral lineage, that is 100% yours to claim. There is nothing that is appropriative about that. There's nothing that's disingenuous. This is part of literally the DNA and the cells in your body and the blood and the iron that is coursing through your blood is shared. And there are thousands and thousands and hundreds of thousands or who knows how many people that are in your bloodline that are here to help you and that it comes to you honest. It comes to you in an honest way. And so if you're one of those people that are considering that or grappling with what pro, um, what practices are perfect for you, ancestral work is clean, it's clear, and it's of your bloodline and lineage, and you have no problem. And really, it's awesome to step into that in a way that feels really powerful and like you belong. It's like giving yourself access to your birthright as a human and as a person from your lineage. And, you know, I'll share an interesting story. So my ancestry and my lineage is Italian. And that I, I really relate a lot to my Italian side. I live in a neighborhood that used to be Little Italy. I live just uh, three blocks away from where my grandmother was born in the same neighborhood that my ancestors uh, immigrated to the United States. Um, also I am Irish, so I'm a quarter Irish from my dad's side. And then I am a quarter Hungarian also from my father's side. When I started to get into sort of rich witchcraft or ritual magic and all of these sorts of practices that I do now, I wasn't so connected with my lineage, but I was aligning myself with certain energies and certain practices or things to do just came to mind. And I'll give you a few examples of this. So for example, when I bought my first home, the um, hearth, there was a fireplace that was directly in the middle of the home. It did not seem to be where a normal fireplace would fit. And that was the reason why I wanted that house. 
Uh, another practice is I loved burning salt and using salt for clearing. A lot of people use botanicals and, you know, rosemary, sage, all of that stuff. For me, it's always been about salt and fire, salt and fire. And I was drawing symbols in the salt with a knife and, you know, clearing with, with fire and salt. So for those two examples, these are things that I never really studied. It just intuitively I was drawn to. Well, then when I started to actually study uh, what it is to be a strega, which is uh, the word witch in Italian, and I was looking through different texts and books, some of them were from like the, the 18th, 17th century, I saw that, you know, in Italian households, when people were doing these sort of practices, they focused the hearth in the center of the home. I have found out like through reading these books that, you know, people from Italian heritage and lineage that were into these sorts of practices used salt, burned salt, put symbols and star, um, you know, pentacles into the salt with the knife and all of that stuff. And so I guess what I'm sharing this with you is pay attention to your inclinations when it comes to your spiritual practice, because you might find out that some of these practices that you've been doing innately, like I have, are actually deeply rooted in your ancestral lineage. And it's either your ancestors sort of nudging you in the right direction now, or it's actually part of you. Like it's part of your soul and spirit, and it's sort of an awakening and a remembrance of what it is that you already know through your the blessings of your lineage. So all that to say, I hope that some of these messages that I've given you and these antidotes really encourage you to try to connect and build a relationship with your ancestors. If you have a struggle, if you are estranged from your family, if you don't know who your ancestors are, it is okay. You can create a practice for yourself of acceptance of the lineage and where you came from. And we do have tools for that that I can um, that I can offer you that I've mentioned before. And or and or if you are adopted and you feel like you have lost a connection with your family of origin, that's okay. By creating an altar, by creating a practice, by just asking for their help, your awakened ancestors will show up. And just another closing remark regarding some experiences that I've had working with clients who are adopted. Remember I said that you rejoin your lineage? There are also times where you get adopted into families or their step families or something like that, where in past lives, you guys actually were a family of origin. And there's you know, there's no coincidences, in my opinion, about where you end up as family and the lessons that you're there to learn. So if you are adopted and you are interested in connecting with your family of origin in spirit, there are numerous ways that you can do that. You can create an altar. You can create a meditation and prayer practice. You can petition them through your words, through your prayers, through writing. Um, you can You can do many, many practices to align with them. You just got to ask. And I am certain that for all of you, there are many, many, so many you can't even count uh, ancestors and unseen support here for you should you make that request. So thank you for listening to my first solo episode of Moonday Mystic. Again, the next couple of episodes after this are going to be related to ancestral work, and I hope that you enjoy these, these episodes. Thank you so much, and I will see you next Moonday. 
Thank you for listening to Moonday Mystic by Modern Mystic Shop. Moonday Mystic is hosted and created by Kelly Knight, produced by Ariel Duncan, and inspired by magical listeners like you. 